maybe you have had the experience of a guest who has uh, let you know that they're coming with very little notice. And you're kind of like, okay, uh, we kind of got stuff going on then. Uh, and and were you planning on staying with us too? You know, it's nice to have a chance to see them, but usually a bit of planning and preparation is nice as well when you've got someone coming to stay with you. When a baby's coming, you want to get the nursery ready. When a guest is coming, you at least want to make sure there's a place for them to sleep. We're starting the Christmas season this week. And while the phrase, let every heart prepare him room, is a song lyric, doesn't actually show up in the gospel stories about Jesus' birth, the church has long looked at Advent as a time when we can be intentional about preparing room in our hearts and lives for the coming of Jesus. In the same way as with a coming house guest, good things can happen by accident without any forethought. Uh, It can still be a pleasant visit even with no notice, but there is also something important about and well, usually the visit's going to go a whole lot better on the, on the whole, when we get the chance to be intentional about getting ready for a guest's arrival, instead of just relying on accident. We think it's the same when it comes to getting ready for Jesus's arrival. And so this week, we're going to spend some time thinking about how to be intentional about preparing this Christmas season, instead of just relying on accident. Now, I know some of you have pristine guest rooms that are ready at a moment's notice for a guest who needs to stay. That uh, isn't really the case in our house. (laughs) And so, to the point of there needing to be a place to sleep for the guests who are showing up, the first step for us in preparing room for a guest is, well, literally making room. The Lego sets and Pokemon books and art projects and supplies that tend to cover the floor of our older son's room, which doubles as the guest room when needed, They need to get picked up and put away so that the place is ready for guests to sleep. When we think about preparing room for Jesus, well, it's usually not the Lego sets that get in the way, but there's absolutely a reality that in our lives, too often, and unfortunately, especially during the Christmas season, there just isn't room for Jesus. Our hearts, our lives, our attention are so full that like the inn in Bethlehem, there is no room. I think most of us would agree that having no room for Jesus is not the way we want to be living. And yet, too often, it's exactly what does end up happening. So our first step today, as we look forward to the Christmas season ahead of us, is to be intentional about preparing room. What needs to get deleted from the calendar? What needs to be said no to? What distractions need to get cleaned up so we can have room for Jesus? Some of these things will be good things, important things, maybe, but we want to be people for whom Jesus is the most important thing. So let's pause for a few minutes here. You can pause the podcast if you'd like, so that you can really answer that question. What needs to pause? What needs to slow? Or what needs to go this Christmas to prepare room for Jesus? So somebody is going to be coming. The date is on the calendar. You know that they're on the way. But then there's waiting, this window in between knowing someone is coming and their actual arrival, what I'm going to call the waiting window. I think it brings out different personality styles. There are the procrastinators who see the waiting window as a blank open space. And, you know, they will get to the whole making the beds and clearing some space in the closet and whatever else needs to be done. It'll be fine. These are the people who know. That while it seems like it might be worse to wait for the last minute, they actually make a bed with even tighter corners under pressure. 
Now, on the other hand, I think there are the hyper preparers who have the house cleaned and everything is ready. It's just that the person's not going to be here for two weeks. And so nobody is actually allowed to live in our house anymore because everything is ready now. Nobody put anything on the floor. Nobody mess up any dishes. Somebody is coming as company. Never mind that it's 14 days away. These are the folks who are captains of this upcoming visit, ensuring that everything is prepped. And there's probably a range in between. Now, when it's only about logistics, like the right kind of coffee or the cereal in the pantry, these kinds of style, personality, things probably don't matter all that much in the end. But there is this opportunity during the waiting window for something that could be really important, and that is anticipating the time together. This is the time when you often are reminded what you love about the person. You mitigate factors that could be a distraction or a detraction from the time that you're going to have together. You remind yourself how much you're looking forward to them being there. Because in the waiting window, you aren't just making room for the person to come. You're making room for both of you to connect. And in that light, procrastinating or becoming the hyper-focused Christmas captain, both could be risky because both mean that somebody might miss it because both approaches, if we're honest, can be a little bit more about us than about connection. It's our other stuff in our life that matters more while we are putting things off or it's our desire for control that is actually winning as we hyper-prepare. Here's the piece I want us to hold on to together as we consider Christmas. That preparing room for Jesus is a posture we adopt towards the waiting window. A posture that the point of all of this is connection. Togetherness with a God who makes together possible. It's the very posture Mary takes, it seems, when the Gospels say that she stored all that was happening up in her heart and pondered it. We have a chance as we anticipate Christmas to consider the way we're going to wait. How will we be in the days before the holiday comes? Now, I have had a song in my head ever since we took my kids and some of their buddies to the neighborhood with all the Christmas lights. While they walked house to house, one kid who knew the song taught every other kid so they would know the song, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I had not known the hippopotamus Christmas song, but oh, now I know it. Oh, I know it. Round and round hippopotamus Christmas has been in my head ever since. But it does remind me of something that could be helpful for us. A simple practice to accompany us during the waiting window. It's the practice of inviting music. Music especially that helps us keep company with Jesus. The soundtrack we have during the Christmas time, it does so much to do what we hope would be when we're looking forward to someone coming. It reminds us of why it matters. It helps us look forward to the time of connection. It connects us to the bigger story we celebrate. And especially when we might be feeling that Christmas is challenging, music can be a companion and a guide that leads us on. And so we as a church invited our group to nominate the songs that help them keep company with Jesus. Some of them are Christmas songs and others are not. 
and we put them all together in a Spotify playlist for everyone to share. I have loved this playlist since it came together. It's beautiful. It's eclectic. It's intergenerational. People have brought the songs that matter to them, and it makes it really lovely to listen to. Now, you might have other music that is your companion, but my encouragement as we are in the waiting window is to consider the simple practice of a soundtrack as a way to wait well. So there's clearing out space for a guest. There's the waiting part. And then there's the actual visit itself. One of the casualties I notice when I haven't had enough time to prepare well for a guest's arrival is the planning of what we're actually going to do when they arrive. And so sometimes if someone's showing up, Meredith and I will put our heads together to think about what activities will set us up well to have a good, enjoyable visit. How can we set them up to have fun with the kids? How can we maximize the time that we have? When we aren't able to do that, there tends to be a lot of sitting around and filling time. And while that, of course, can produce some nice conversation or time to catch up on what's going on in each other's lives, the really memorable and meaningful times they tend to come after there's been a little more planning and forethought involved. Similarly, we can absolutely spend meaningful time with Jesus on the spur of the moment or be caught unawares by Jesus' presence with us unplanned when we weren't expecting it. But I also think a little planning and forethought of when and how we're going to spend time with Jesus this Christmas is only a good thing. I don't know about you, but I find that unplanned spur of the moment's times with Jesus are pretty few and far between. That if I'm, if I'm not intentional about the when and the how, the days tend to slip by, filled with a thousand little distractions. And again, that's all the more the case in the Christmas season. Once we've cleared out some room in our hearts and lives for Jesus, the last thing we want is for that to just get filled right back up again with little distractions. So our final time of reflection today is to make a plan for how we're going to spend time with Jesus this month. What can we plan to make sure there is time set aside to be meaningfully spent with him. When is it going to happen? This can happen in so many ways, beyond the old standbys of reading the Bible and praying. And so I would encourage you to think outside of the box. What are some ways that you have enjoyed Jesus's company in the past? And what are some ways that you might be able to do that this Christmas season as well? Jesus coming, God with us, is a sign that our God desires to be with God's people. Our God desires to spend time with us in the midst of the real lives, the joys, the sorrows, the challenges, the hopes that we live with day to day. So this Christmas season, let's prepare room for Jesus. And as we wait, let's plan for what we're going to do, how we are going to spend time with the God who desires to be with us.